Welcome to Inner Racing by Motorsport Mind. This is the audio version of my popular monthly free video series on mental skills in motorsport. I'm your host Greg and I'm here to share with you practical insights and strategies to help you enhance your mental racing performance both on and off the track. So get ready as we dive deep and explore the mindset behind successful racing and as we look at practical ways that you can sharpen your racing mental skills performance and gain a competitive edge when you go racing. Let's get started. Hi everybody, and this week I just want to talk to you about accidental mind coaches. It's a great phrase, uh, and it's essentially those people who are around us, whether it's actually at the track or not at the track, or even things that we might see on social media, things that we might hear, things that can affect our performance if we're not wise to the fact that it might be having a negative effect upon us. So let's have a look at it. So the first thing to remember, I know I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it, the meaning of communication is the response it gets. Okay, so that's the first thing. Whenever we communicate, we've got to think, what is the, the response that we're looking for? And when we hear other people communicate, they're looking for a response from us. So sometimes when we look at motivation, which we've spoken about recently, some people will think that trying to motivate you through uh, away from motivation. Well, let's stop doing this. Let's not do this. Let's stop. That kind of negative motivation will work. Now, it might work for them. It might have worked for them with somebody else in the past. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. Similarly, you might get somebody with a positive motivation. If you do this, then we'll get this. If you do this, then we'll move here. If we do this, then. So, We've got to remember that people's motivations are colored by their own experiences, what's worked for them, and what motivates them as well. So when we hear people giving us motivation or motivational talks, always bear in mind, hang on a minute, uh, do they mean this? It's what we call surface structure. This, their surface structure level, do we just take what they're saying is red, or do we actually go a little bit deeper and go, oh, okay, this has maybe worked for somebody else in the past, it might not work for me, um, it might be the way that you're motivated, but it's not necessarily the way that I'm motivated. So just being aware of that, first of all. So if we think about the traditional sort of carrot and stick approach, generally speaking, when somebody tries to motivate somebody else, they'll go to the one that's worked for them, either personally or the one that they've seen uh, an effect with previously. So you might go into a team where the team manager or the mechanic uses a, a, a more stick-like and away-from approach, uh, to try to motivate somebody because it worked with the last driver or the last rider doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work with you. So recognize when people are saying things, their motivation, their, their motivation is usually always positive. They want you to do better. They want you to uh, improve. They want you to improve your performance. They just might be slightly clumsy about how they're going about it because they're just applying the same template of communication that they've applied before. Next up, you. Uh, it's the it's the uh, Instagram post again. Be careful what you say because you are always listening. We have to be very careful about recognizing that chatter in our heads. 
for what it is, whether it's something we're believing, whether it's how we think somebody's looking at us, recognize that dialogue for what it is and not getting into this conversation in our heads where it gets confused. It's like a ball bearing just bouncing about inside a tin can and it just creates more noise. Recognize the noise and recognize what we're saying to ourselves and question it. Is it true or is it not true? Because we need to be careful what we say to ourselves because we're always listening. Next one up is if you want better answers, ask better questions. So if you're not getting the answer that you want, it's kind of like the meaning of communication is the response you get in that if you're not getting what you want, it's up to you to change. So uh, whether you're a team manager, a mechanic, a driver, a rider, if how you're communicating is not getting the response that you want, just to do it, it's kind of like the uh, archetypal when you see the uh, British person abroad trying to communicate with somebody in a foreign language, they just say it louder and keep repeating. Uh, and it's the same sometimes with feedback and managers and coaches and this kind of thing. You just keep getting the same thing. And that's a sign of behavioral inflexibility and not recognizing that what they're saying isn't necessarily what's being heard. So remember, if you want better answers, ask better questions. So this goes for if you're being coached as well and your driver or rider coach or your team manager or mechanics telling you something, if it's too abstract and too vague, ask how specifically or what do you mean specifically? Get that clarity on it so that we don't end up being confused and then not taking action or taking the wrong action. Next thing up for accidental mind coaches is labels. We have to be very careful of what I call creating the monster under the bed that isn't actually there. So it happens quite a lot in karting. We'll see that maybe a driver's out on track and in a particular race, uh, maybe the driver doesn't overtake or gets stuck behind a couple of people, doesn't make the move. And then perhaps a mechanic or a team manager or a parent says, what's the problem with overtaking? Do you not like overtaking? What, what, what's the problem? Why didn't you overtake? Have you got a problem overtaking? Are you scared? Are you? And all of a sudden, the driver who was just like, oh, it's one of those things I just get stuck. I wasn't really thinking about it. Might you been daydreaming? Suddenly thinks, I don't know. Maybe I am scared. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. And all of a sudden, because we've put a label on something, it becomes a thing. I always remember years ago, I think it was Sergio Perez. There was a bit of a pit communication uh, from the engineer to, to Sergio Perez. I said, uh, and remember, don't stall. And at that point in time, you can just imagine that unconscious going, stall? I hadn't even thought of stalling. Oh my God, what happens if I stall? And all of a sudden, I'm really conscious of that, that biting point and the throttle. And then, of course, it becomes a, a fait accompli. It becomes a, a, a guaranteed thing that he's now going to stall because all his attention is now focused on the threat of stalling, which affects my muscle control, my breathing, all of those things. It just... We're just generating stress responses. So we have to be careful that we don't create labels for things, whether it's, oh, do you not like overtaking? Oh, you didn't start so well. You, 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 Why did you start so poorly? And then the driver's thinking, well, do I start poorly? I don't know, maybe I do. And we create these monsters under the bed that actually weren't even there. And that goes for starts, overtaking, um, it goes to preparation, even down to it's, well, it's warm-up, it's practice, it's qualifying, it's really important, it's the race. No, 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 they're all equally important. So again, labels, be careful what labels we put on things and the importance we put on things, because we may create monsters under the bed. 
Next thing about accidental mind coaching, and it applies to drivers, riders, managers, coaches, mechanics, whoever as well. And that is options, not opinions. Um, I've got it above my screen. A lot of you know I've got this thing above my screen that says options, not opinions. When I offer an opinion, it's colored by my experience, my beliefs, my biases. It's, it's pretty much exclusively useful to me. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be of any use or fit you at all. So what we always want to do is explore what are the options? You know, so if it's improving, how can I do something better? There's more than one way usually to do something. Um, if it's uh, what am I not doing correctly? How many different ways could I do it? You know, so options not opinions. And it's the same way when we're giving feedback, whether it's a, a driver giving feedback to the team. Again, we don't want to be negative about it. We want to put forward options to the team about what might not be uh, working so well for us. Not definitively, this is bad. We talk about it in positive feedback. Teams are just as sensitive, you know, because they work just as hard as the driver or the rider in setting up the bike and the car. And if the driver or the rider comes in and is really negative and starts saying that this is wrong and that is wrong and this isn't working in and blaming the car, quite rightly, the team will get defensive. So again, we've got to think, how do we present it as options, not opinions? Well, first thing is to soften it feels like, it feels like, it feels like, or offer up possibilities as well. What are the possibilities as to why? And remember, always being honest as a driver or rider First and foremost, when you come in from a session, put your hand up and say, actually, yeah, I know that I can improve here, 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 and here. However, the car also, or the bike also needs to be better here. And we need to change the setup here. We need to do this and this, this, this. So we're looking for options, not opinions, because options gives us possibilities. The other thing with options and opinions is remember, opinions, again, not that useful. So labeling things, like we said before, as a good session or a bad session. It's just a session. That's all it is. A good weekend or a bad weekend. That's a value judgment. That's an opinion. Rather than going, well, it is what it is. How do we improve? So getting away from labels and getting away from this kind of opinion side of things and looking at how do we support? How do we improve? How do we move forward? How do we make progress? What are our actions for traction? Remember, we're all working on the same team, all heading towards the same destination. That destination is success and improvement. So how do we all work together rather than the driver, the rider or the team battling a bit of a headwind, whether it's the team from criticism from, from the driver or the rider or the driver or the rider getting criticism from the team or coaches, managers, whoever. So think about options, not opinions. So we see that a lot of things can actually be created by accidental mind coaching, whether we are accidentally mind coaching ourselves or other people in, a, in their attempt to be helpful and help us to improve and make progress equally causes us to have a, a, if you like, a bit of a headwind while we're trying to make progress. So always check in with yourself. Is there, is there anything that you can do, whether you're a manager, a coach, a driver or a rider? What can you do to recognize when you're accidentally mind coaching or you're being accidentally mind coached. Any thoughts, any comments, any questions, of course, as always, just let me know.
And that wraps up another episode of Inner Racing by Motorsport Mind. I hope you found this month's topic valuable in your journey towards peak performance in your racing. To stay updated with the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the newsletter, download the app and subscribe to the blog. Just visit motorsportmind.com or follow the links. 